You're with Clement Magnatella on 702. Live streaming countrywide on the Prime Media Plus app. Yes, TV channel 856. 92.7 and 106 FM. Seven minutes after nine o'clock. Dumelang, happy Monday. Welcome to the Clement Magnatella Show. It's so great to have you with us here on 702. I hope you're good this morning. I hope you had a wonderful weekend. And I hope you're ready for the week. And how can you not have a wonderful weekend after what Bafana Bafana did? How are you feeling about that Bafana Bafana victory? Congratulations to the team for a stellar performance on Saturday against Cape Verde. They fought hard. I thought their defense was on point. And my goodness, Ronwen Williams, we're not worthy. Those spectacular saves, not one, not two, not three, but four saves. We've got to give that man a bells. Let me know how you feel after that game. Where did you watch? I was on the edge of my seat the entire time. And my heart nearly stopped several times. How did you watch the game? 011-883-0702 That's how we kick off the 702 open line The WhatsApp line is 072-702-1702 We're now off to the semi-finals We're facing Nigeria on Wednesday The Super Eagles They are not to be taken for granted I mean, they are African heavyweights Who have won this AFCON three times already But I also believe we have a squad now That is fierce enough to take them head on so good luck to our boys on wednesday i think this squad has really restored our faith haven't they in the team bafana bafana has got this nation believing again and i think this is remarkable if they win afcon and in fact i would argue if they just get to the finals that would be a story of a comeback that would be a remarkable comeback story for Bafana Bafana. No? Also, what did I tell you on Friday? One listener asked Prophet Clem to go deeper and prophesy the score for Bafana versus Cape Verde. Do you remember that prophecy? Let me remind you. I think it's going to be 2-1. I think I think 2-1. Uh, I can feel it in my spirit. Right? I felt it and I said it. So please, put some respect to my name, Papa Clem, Prophet Madimeja. That's my name. Coming up on the show, at 10 o'clock, we're going to look at the ANC election campaign and what the presence or absence of the former president, Tabumbeki, from the campaign will mean for the, the organization. The ANC is intensifying its election campaign now, and there are now suggestions that the party needs more than ever now the help of the former president, Tabombeki, especially now that the former president, Jacob Zuma, is campaigning for the MK party. I saw the Sunday Times reporting yesterday that the ANC is actually banking on Mbeki to join its election campaign as it seeks to hold on to power. It reported that even the party's head of elections, Mdumisen Induli, has been deployed to persuade Mbeki to help the organization because the two apparently enjoy a close relationship. So what difference do you think having Tabombeki in the election campaign will have on the party's electoral outcome. I'm happy for us to start this conversation now on the open line. Uh, give me a call or send me a WhatsApp voice note. Do you think that will make a huge difference? Because the ANC clearly thinks he can turn things around for the party. 
which is honestly a party on the verge of losing power, isn't it? And let's remember that his, Mbeki's favorability ratings are high among ANC leaders. There are surveys that have been released. I think late last year I told you about, um, it was in November, I told you, I think, about the Social Research Foundation that revealed that he was the most popular politician, according to their survey, beating even President Cyril Ramaphosa. So he could make a huge difference. Or maybe not. What do you think? And then at 10.30, we're going to continue with our series. We're going to do our third installment of our series, CEO Conversations. This is where we bring in CEOs um, and directors from big industries in the country to have a conversation about this country, its challenges, the economy, the global challenges, and the impact of all of this on their businesses and what they think the solutions are. Uh, There are a lot of challenges in this country that are throttling businesses, whether it's the energy crisis, whether it's the logistical constraints, crime, you name it. That has an impact on these businesses, on the economy. And all of that has an impact on the future operations of these businesses. It's got an impact on job creation. And I'd like to hear what they think the solutions are uh, to the challenges we're facing. We've had the group CEO of Standard Bank, Sim Chabalala. We've heard the Volkswagen South Africa CEO, Martina Bina. And today I'm going to be joined by Mark Barnes who is the founder and director of the JSC-listed Peppel Group, which is a financial services and technology group. It's offering online trading, investing, and asset management. Um, Its main assets are Easy Group Portfolio, which includes Easy Equities, Easy Properties, and and Easy Asset Management. Looking forward to that chat um, at 10.30. He's also the former um, CEO of the Post Office. At 11 o'clock, we're going to wrap up the show with our Family Matters feature. Today, I want us to talk about parental exhaustion or parental burnout. Some may call it that. There are parents who focus so much of their energy on the needs of their children, which is great. But they do that at the expense of their well-being. So they're neglecting to focus on their well-being, which then leads to overwhelming exhaustion, emotional distancing, even from the children. And there can be a sense of being a poor or ineffective parent because You are exhausted to a point that you feel you've got nothing left to give. And the problem with parental burnout is that most people think that it's normal. right? Oh, it's just part of being a parent. And many of the bent out parents feel ashamed or guilty for even being tired. And hiding those feelings and not doing anything about them can take a toll on your mental health. So I want us to shed light on parental exhaustion and how you can identify and deal with it. That's what's coming up on our Family Matters feature at 11 o'clock. And that, my friends, is the show coming up over the next three hours. 7.02. Let's walk the talk. Salome in Johannesburg. Good morning. Hi. Good morning, Clement. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. I'm fine, Clement. Clement, how can you forget about Tyler's Grammy Award? Oh, I was about to get into it, Salome. (laughs) First time Grammy Award winner. And I mean, she just went in and she won it. Yeah, great news for South Africa, hey, all across. Oh, man. So, yeah. That's that's amazing. In fact, um, early this morning, um, she accepted that award. And this is what she had to say. Water. Tyler.
oh my gosh, guys, this is crazy. Like, I never thought I'd say I'm, I won a Grammy at 22 years old. Guys, like, I'm, I'm, if you don't know me, my name is Tyler, I'm from South Africa. And last year, God decided to change my whole life. So thank you so much to God. Thank you to my team, my family. I know my mother's crying somewhere in here. Um, thank you to the Recording Academy for this category. It's so important. And I know I'm forgetting some things, but I want a Grammy. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. Oh, man. Oh, what an incredible time. That's an award for Best African Music Performance. At the age of 22, hey, Grammy Award winner. Congratulations to her. It's so well-deserved. I mean, at the age of 22, in fact, let me ask you this. Have you ever achieved something great at such a young age? And I know age is quite subjective, but, it, but it's fine. Whatever felt young to you at the time and felt great to you, you achieved it and you were young. Whatever young means to you, what did that feel like? Maybe you started a company or maybe you won an award. Maybe you made your first million or whatever the case is. Maybe you, you bought your first property. What is it? What was your greatest achievement when you were young? And how did that feel like? Did you feel pressure to do greater things after that? Uh, give me a call or send me a WhatsApp voice note. I actually think we've had a good run of proud moments. Maybe over the last five or so months, you know, winning the Rugby World Cup, the great work by the legal team at the ICJ. We've got Bafana Bafana rising up again and restoring our faith and making us proud. Um, what else? Oh, there was Derkas Duplessis as well, who became the UFC middleweight world champion. He became the first South African to ever hold this title. So we've had a good run, my friends. So which was your proudest moment or your biggest moment of pride? as a South African, because we have had a good run in terms of achievements. Your voice. Your station. Your open line. Walk the talk with Clement Manyatella on 702. Head on. Hi, Ba Seventh. Hi, Ba Seventh. Hi, Ba Seventh. My keeper was amazing. I mean, I don't remember any time a goalkeeper stops four penalties. Unbelievable. So next game, Rlala Lebos Bari. Yeah, the, the rivalry is big there, so it will be very interesting. Prophet Madi Major, how are you and the team? I want you to kindly prophesy the match between Nigeria and South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> On this one? I doubt it if you will prophesize right. <laughs> Have a good one, guys. Uh, I've been inundated with requests <laughs> to give a prophecy uh, for the Wednesday match. And I said to the people, even on Twitter, you know, people were asking me for that. I said, I need to go pray about it, you know? Yeah. Um, I need to go, need to go pray about it. So I'll give you the prophecy tomorrow. Hmm? How about that? Give you the prophecy either tomorrow or Wednesday afternoon. Let's see what happens. Morning, Pastor Clement, and morning to the 702 family. Beautiful Monday morning, all thanks to those wonderful Bafana Bafana players. I mean, Ronwin Williams, you biscuit. I mean, take a bow. 
take a bow on when you are something else on uh, on Saturday. Uh, a big one is coming up now, eh? Us against uh, Hillbrook, I mean, not Hillbrook, ah, in uh, ah, Nigeria. Ah. And we need all the luck because it's going to be a tough one. <gasps> TK from Pretoria. TK! 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 Clips once. Morning, Clement. Andida here. Yeah, whether Tabo Mbeke goes on the campaign trail or he doesn't, hell, he can even run for president himself. We are not convinced anymore. And for me, it makes it even worse because he was the one who was asking the party, how do I campaign for such a party? How do I tell people to vote for, for, for um, all of this that is happening in this party? And then he wants to turn around and come tell us again. He will be actually the most dishonest leader the ANC has ever had if he does that. Because then he's going back on his word. I'm sorry. I can't vote for that thing. Uh, look, I mean, Tabambeki has never said don't vote for the ANC. And he's never declared publicly that he will not vote for the ANC. The only thing he said in the past is, I mean, I remember the interview Sidi Madia did with him. Um, we should find that clip so I can, I can play it to, to the listeners. Tabumbeki spoke to Tsiri Madia, I think it was last year, no? Or two, last year, must have been early last year, and Tsiri asked, are you going to vote? I, I mean, are you going to campaign for the ANC? And Tabumbeki said, I'm not sure, because how do I campaign for a party that's still doing the wrong things? How do I go to South Africans and say, vote for this party, when they're still doing wrong things? But right now, the ANC is desperate. They're on the verge of losing power. And not only are they going into this campaign period with all the challenges and all the pressures that this government is facing, but they also have a former president who has literally declared war on the organization. That's desperate. So on a normal day, maybe they wouldn't have been desperate to have Tabumbeki come join the campaign. But this time around, they need him more than ever. His favorability ratings are higher than that of the president. But I suppose the question I would ask is, who does he appeal to? Hmm? Where's the ANC's mass support? Is it among the middle class here in the suburbs? Or is it in the rural areas? Because that's where they're getting most of their support. Those are the people voting for the African National Congress. Do you think those people look at Tawambeke and think, oh, he's campaigning for the ANC, we're going to vote for the party? I don't think so. I think he's going to appeal to you. But not where I would argue it matters the most for the African National Congress. I don't know. What do you think? If Mbeki loved South Africa, and he wants to remain consistent to his analysis and open remarks over time. And having walked the political wilderness over these years, he should now be at a point where he places the interests of South Africa ahead of those of the party. The ANC is not good for South Africa. What is good for the ANC is no longer good for South Africa. And what's good for South Africa is no longer good for the ANC. If Mbeki allows himself to be used 
for the ANC to remain in power, they will ignore him. Whatever he says to them in public today before the elections will be thrown into the bin once they get him re-elected um, thanks to his support. And he will spend the next five years until he dies preaching from a podium that nobody listens to anymore. So he should, for the first time in his life, and maybe not for the first time, put the interests of South Africa ahead of those of the party. Uh, good day, Clement. Um, my point of view, I don't think he's going to make much of an impact. Remember, he's, he's, he's very critical of um, Cyril Ramaphosa at this moment. And um, uh, also, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking there's going to be a lot of new or young voters that are coming in, you know, so... Um, to me, you know, obviously, if you look at, 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 at the past and if you listen to the campaign trail, there's a lot of people that still feel the name, the ANC name is what's doing something for them and not, uh, uh, uh so much the, 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 the people, you know, so the organization is what means a lot to the people. So I don't really think, well, some might differ, you know, uh, some people might uh, uh, um, uh, disagree with me, sorry. Um, but I, I, I think uh, the name, the organization, most people are banking on the organization, you know, to do something for them and which we know hasn't been happening. Have a good day. Good morning, Clement. It's Brown from Pretoria. I think the former president are not happy the way the state is being run at the moment. That's why maybe they're distancing themselves from the ANC campaign. But I think with their experience, they might give the ruling party an advantage if they are included in the campaign, especially Taiwan, because since he's the most popular statesman. Thanks, it's Brown from Pretoria. Your voice. Your station. Your open line. Walk the talk with Clement Maniatella on 702. Heidi, on the WhatsApp line says, Clement, we also won the ship sharing world championships and we keep, uh, we're keeping world championship ships. And then Ola Bocheng says, Clement, my proudest moment has to be when Bafana made it to the semifinals of AFCON 2023 against all odds. They proved their doubt is wrong. On a side note, I'd like to uh, shout out to the cameraman for showing us the beautiful Cape Verde women. <laughs> Yo, but they are beautiful, hey? And and the cameraman just knew where to go. <laughs> like every time. <laughs> the ca- Actually, we saw a tweet. It's so funny. What did it say? Something to the effect of, yes, we're happy for Bafana Bafana, but at what expense? Because every time... Like the camera would after we've we've like we've scored like during the penalties, the camera would uh, pan to these beautiful women who are devastated, <laughs> and there's some South African men who yes they support Bafana, but they're like Ish. we also can see these wonderful beautiful souls uh, being in anguish. Oh, but yeah, I mean I they were really those they they were beautiful really they were beautiful. Um. But I was still like, win, win, score, score. They'll deal with their pain later. Batala. Uh, good morning, good morning, uh, Mr. Clement Magnatel and the listeners. Can you please give us another prophecy for the Wednesday game, man? 
well done, Bafana, Bafana. Uh, I hope we go all the way and take the, the trophy. Uh, Williams, uh, terrific performance by the young boy. Uh, thank you. This is Chris Mkwanazi for Slorus. Yeah, thank you. thank you, Chris. Um, also, guys, you must pay me for this, eh? Maybe I must start charging you. Yeah? It takes a lot of work to, you know, to prophesy. Um, but as I said, I'll give you guys that tomorrow or Wednesday. Let me go just pray about it. Because, hey, unless I'm, I'm feeling some something negative about the Wednesday, <laughs> the Wednesday match. So, yeah, I need to go pray about it first and deal with what wants to mess up our game. And then give the prophecy. <laughs> not now. Please, guys, respect. Like, just not now. Give me some time, okay? Unati, you're calling us from Centurion. Good morning. Unati. Okay. Oh, yes. Vura, 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 Vura. How are you? <laughs> Please, with your prophet, I'm good, sir. And how are you? I'm all right, Please man. Go ahead. open a church because people are calling you a pastor. You're good as a, as a talk show host. <laughs> uh, no, I will not. What do you want to say? <laughs> Now, I wanted to talk about this issue of Tabo Mbegi. You know, I, I always find it interesting when people make these comments. Mbegi was a former leader of the ANC. For him, for the party to go in and ask him to campaign, he is a former president. Protocol needs to be observed. You need to make sure to make proper arrangements. You can't just say Mbegi just like asking me to go in and campaign for the ANC. There are certain protocols that need to be observed. As a president of the ANC, why? He said that he's no longer a member of if he did, then it would be a different story. But now that he never declared not to be a member of the ANC, why do people feel so strongly that if he goes into the same president, what was supported by many people, including myself? Mm. And number two is that if you if you say today that uh, you would have done some, I, I mean, I mean, uh, ANC, whatever the story people are saying, the question is. If you say the ANC is not good for the country, what is good for the country? Who is this political party? Because from where I'm sitting now, no one is the policies of the ANC government. Mm. Everybody is questioning how the policies are being implemented. Mm. All these political parties that are going in and talking and talking everything else, they are not bringing new policies. All what they're doing is to critique the policies of the ANC. And if you go in, if you want to know stories about the good things that have happened in this country, for me, is when I listen to a child that got five distinctions, that the parent died when he was six months. Mm. And today he has been taken care of by this government. Yeah. Up until now, he's going to go in. The thing that mm. when people are talking, because he in fact benefited from the very same policies when they sit in those white companies that they, they mm. are employed, because the PE says you have to employ black people. Yes. Onati, those are facts. And unfortunately... Sometimes people don't want to acknowledge those. And I think that would be so naive of us to suggest that over the last 30 years, the ANC has simply done nothing. That is not only untruthful, but it's very naive to suggest so. The party has done a lot through their policies. They've changed lives of many South Africans. But equally so, the party has also messed up, right? The party has also done things that have taken us a number of steps back. The party has done things that have completely demolished the state capacity that is required to even deliver on some of the promises that have been made 
a long time ago. I mean, load shedding today, that's not a man-made, you know, that's not a natural program. That's man-made. This organization, this government knew about the challenges and, 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 and how the capacity was not enough a long time ago. What do they do about it? They tried to build these power stations that took forever and cost us so much money because they were greedy people who just wanted to benefit. And now we're sitting with load shedding, which is the biggest risk to our economy. So they've also messed up. In fact, we should do a show for an hour where we look at some of the key successes of the ANC over the last 30 years. Because there have been successes. People have gone to study at university when their parents have no penny. They depend on social grants. They are graduates today. How did that happen? Because of the policies of this government. But we must also take some time to look at some of the biggest failures of the organization in the last 30 years. The things this organization, this government has done that has taken us so many steps back. We must schedule that conversation. Your voice. Your questions. Your morning radio with Clement Maniatella. This is 702. 22 minutes before 10 o'clock. Moari on the WhatsApp line says, Morning, Clem. We need that show about the successes and failures of the ANC. For example, I was born in 1993, 94. The ANC won the elections and we were called the Mandela generation at school. Today, I have a PhD through government-sponsored bursaries and recently I've been offered a postdoc position at uh, Johns Hopkins University in the U.S. Long story short, I've never paid a cent for school because my parents could not afford, but I worked hard to get to this point. So on the one side, I'm proud of the ANC, but I feel more could have been done. That's a message there from Moachi. That's precisely the point. No matter how much you hate the ANC, don't be so emotional that you think you want to convince yourself they've done nothing. That's not going to work. That is not factual. There's a lot they've done, but there's a lot they've messed up. And there's more they could have done. We'll do that show where we just dedicate an hour looking at some of the key successes that have made a difference in the last 30 years, but also looking at some of the biggest blunders this organization has done. Hey, good morning, Clement. Open in Fosnoras. Clement, on the issue of Tabombeki campaigning for the ANC, that will be a very big disappointment. And I'll also, if he can take that move, institutions like UNISA will recognize him, naming one of their buildings after him. Then they should strip it. That's why I don't like this naming of people while they are still alive. Because they can prone to do mistakes. Look at your uh, Mavusom Simangu, the veterans. He resigned from the ANC. He comes back. So Tabombeki should be wiser than that. I think he should just leave politics to politicians. He was a great politician, but he mustn't put his name under the ANC because the ANC is going down, and uh, he mustn't even try to help them. Thanks. Seven o two. The Clement Mania Taylor Show. Let's walk the talk. Let's continue with your calls on oh one one eight eight three oh seven o two here on the seven o two open line. Your WhatsApps on oh seven two seven o two one seven o two. Morning, Clem. Morning to you and um, your team, the, the Clem. Um, very, very exciting. But for number fun, I mean, Tyler, you know, we, yeah, no, I think we, 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 we're riding on a good wave right here. Um, well, it will be a better wave if uh, we finish off this year with the ANC not being in power. And as for Tabombeki, we, 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 we're riding on a good wave right here. Um, 
Well, it will be a better way if uh, we finish off this year with the ANC not being in power. And as for Tabombegi, if- pubs and wherever they are, uh, something that has never taken place for quite a long time. So I think this is going to carry on and continue in the years to come. That was very nice to see all over people on Saturday night coming to watch Bafana Bafana and celebrate the victory after the game. It was really, really nice. Sadly for Cape Verde, yeah, hey, we're going to miss those beautiful faces in the stadium. But that's how the game goes. Thank you, Joe in <laughs> Hey, you people love beautiful people, hey? <laughs> we're going to miss those beautiful faces at the stadium. You're going to see some beautiful Nigerian faces. Huh? Have some hope. <clears throat> No, I don't think he's going to make much of an impact. However, the ANC is a much bigger problem. The MK is a serious threat, just like the EFF has always been to the ANC. On the ground, I'm finding out that more and more people are joining them, appealing to Zuma than to the ANC. And I'm talking about people that were traditionally ANC based. They're more, more and more of them are changing to the MK. They're literally saying things like, yes, we're joining this party, the new party will get positions. So, unemployment is actually making people take a lot of different decisions than they normally would. People are quite desperate. It's actually very, very sad because because of the situation that normal people are in on the ground, you know, in the townships, in the streets. People are actually just desperate for, for whatever right now. I wish you can spend time on the streets so that you can hear what people are saying. Good morning, Clem. Mpo here. Uh, my proudest moment was when we won the Sheep Shedding World Championships. The two guys from the Eastern Cape, I think, when they won the Sheep Shedding uh, World Championships, beating New Zealand. That was awesome. Hey, good morning, uh, Prophet, a.k.a. Papa Madimech. Um, I think for the sake of this country, you should stop using words like if Bafana. You must say when Bafana goes to the final, we will win. Because that's what prophets do. Come on, Prophet. Come on, Prophet. We need this. Sure. Bye. Uh, that's a fair one. When Bafana Bafana wins against Nigeria. But hey, I'll only let you know tomorrow, Wednesday, if um, or it's going to be a case of if or if it's going to be the case of, of when. Spusiso, Ngumal on the WhatsApp line says, Papa Clem, we don't realize how wonderful our country is. People will be proud to be associated with South Africa. The brand is growing and getting bigger and bigger. That's a message there. Um, from Sibusi. So yeah, it's, it's, it's just incredible. You know, even just watch at the Grammys, man. Tyler there wins. Trevor Noah is hosting the Grammys. And I hope that sends a message to you as a South African that your dreams are valid. Yeah. Your dreams are valid. I told you about a clip earlier on of the former president, Tabombeki. Speaking to the EWN politics editor, Sidi Madia, that was sometime last year, and Sidi had asked her about whether or not he will be campaigning for the ANC. And this is how that conversation went. In 2021, you had campaigned for the governing party, and you said you came back up because they're finally being honest about what's going on. 2024, what, yeah, we're going to 2024. What happens with you now? 
Do you still go back to the streets and campaign for your political party? Do you still feel it's being honest with South Africans about what's going on? It's a legitimate question. Uh, but whether I'm able to answer it today, I'm not sure. It's a legitimate question because indeed, there are many things that are going wrong which are not being attended to. Uh, you can't, I can't go to the, like, the ordinary people of our country and vote for these people who are doing wrong things. Can't say that. So I'm saying my answer is still outstanding. My answer is still outstanding. But seeing him at the NEC meeting last week may indicate that this is someone who wants to offer support for the organization. I mean, the Sunday Times and, and other news organizations have been reporting that he was also contributing towards, in that NEC meeting, towards what uh, the message of the ANC should be during this election campaign um, ahead of, of, of the polls. So maybe that's an indication that he still wants to assist. Uh, but the ANC seemingly is desperate to have him join the election campaign. What difference is his presence or absence in this campaign going to have for you? Larry, you're calling us from Lenasia. Good morning. Hi. Hi, how are you, Kemi? I'm all right, man. Go ahead. Good, quick one, right? I've just been hearing these things about, you know, the, the different viewers about Mbeki is going to be approached, uh, uh, you know, to, to, to come and, and, and have the ANC, right? Let's just go back. The, 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 Mbeki is the former president of the, of, the, of, of the country and of the ANC, one of the former, right? He's been a member of the ANC for years, right? He's part of the NEC. He's critical about the ANC, which is right. So that tells you that, we, that the ANC has got very, very good people. It's not, it's not the ANC that's bothered. It, it is the people, the different types of people that came in that has bothered the ANC. So the ANC is still very, very strong. Its policies are still there. Maybe the implementers are not doing the right work. What Mbeck is doing is being critical, and that's what a true member of any organization does. You don't go out, you talk openly, and that's what we must allow. So for me is that if if Becky comes back and he wants to support him, he has all the right. He cannot be called a traitor. He doesn't belong to any other organization. He's honest about what he wants to do. He told you that, look, it's a bit tough for him to, to, to talk about the ANC because mm. he don't believe the ANC is answered. That's my point, uh, Yeah, Kevin. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point, Larry, because the fact that you're critical of an organization doesn't mean you're abandoning it. Um, doesn't mean you don't want to see it uh, do better. So Tabombeki is still a leader within the organization. Uh, he still attends NEC meetings. He's a former president um, of this organization. So um, when he says, yes, I'm worried about the party and how and what they're doing, the wrong things that they're doing. If the party comes and says, this is how we want to change things. This is how we want to make things better. What does he do? Does he walk away and say, I don't believe you? Or does he say to South Africans, well, this ANC is committed to doing things differently. And as a result, I'm calling on you to give them another chance. But how many chances do you give an organization that has come to you many times to promise you renewal? How many times has the ANC, ahead of elections, said we are embarking on a renewal project? And how much renewal did this organization experience? Huh? Doctor, 
you in Soweto. Hi. Hi, Clement. Hey, Tada. Can you hear me? I can hear you, man. Go ahead. Clement, President Big is part of the ANC. Big is the ANC. It doesn't mean that because things are taking a wrong turn, he has to change. You understand? It's like having a child who is doing things right in the family. Doesn't make that child to, to, to be changed to be Villagas or whoever. It will still remain that the, the child of that house. Mm. So if people they say make this and that, no, make, he knows very well that yes, SANC we messed up here and there, but we will fix it. Okay, Doctor in Soweto, uh, thank you for your contribution. We'll have this conversation with the head of elections for the ANC, Dumiseni Ndule. I'll also bring in Sidi Madia, who is the politics editor at Eyewitness News, to give us some analysis.